0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Drop the Ball Jackson and I just got on a fight before we started recording So I needed this to be
1: on record
0: Alright It's okay I mean, here's the thing Here is the thing I drink milk (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole
1: statement Everybody fucking cancel Matt This dude drinks (laughs) fucking milk straight up Plain Not cereal milk, not chocolate milk just fucking glasses like how big of glasses are these is this is these fucking cups of milk <sighs> you're to
0: gonna eat? judge the shit of me now are you like dr- drinking like the royal two ounce cups
1: you're drinking fucking 30 not ounce like cups all the time it's not like the, every day still, one time is too many matt no <laughs> one time is too many what the fuck dude that is so much milk like if it was chocolate milk even i'd get it i've done that before you know there's been there's, there was nights in high school where i was going through a half gallon of chocolate milk just like hanging out with my friends I'd be slurping on some some milk, you know, some chalky milk. But regular just you white be slurping on that oh, shit. i would be slurping on that shit, but, uh. but fucking white-ass regular plain milk basically from the
0: cow's tit? What are we doing, man? Um I think it tastes good. I don't know. I was told by somebody in my life that I was a psychopath as well for drinking milk. You are a psychopath. For I'm that. not. An, okay.
1: That's I don't, I don't think I've ever met somebody that I trusted that drank Just milk, plain, straight up.
0: Yeah, I also was told that I can't be trusted since I drink milk. (laughs) Are you just referring to stuff I'm saying right now? No, no, this is someone else. (laughs) Oh, so they're just.
1: (laughs) So yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, dude. I just wanted the whole world to know. I I wanted to move this argument to the podcast because I wanted the whole world to know that Matt drinks
0: apparently (laughs) thirty ounce cups of milk. Hey, I'll drink it straight from the gallon, dog. That is. I'll drink it straight from the gallon. Ain't no way. Dude. If Oliver was here, he would tell you that I that I've done that. That ain't he's no way, dude. Did you guys share milk at the house? Oh fuck no. What? You guys What about eggs? We didn't sh- No, we didn't share milk. Milk was th- that's it was my milk most of the time. That's so I would what? have two gal I would have two gallons every time I go to the s- the store like every I don't drink as much milk as I used to. Let God, me preface God, I hope not. Let me preface I don't drink milk a lot, but I had some before the show and that's oh. where it that's where it's. Yeah, started. Matt goes, so you want to know we I started this real quick? Matt goes,
1: Matt goes, hey, if you want any sweets or anything, man, we got some like ginger ale in there, like milk. And I said, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your, that's <laughs> like I, like I'd asked you, like there's a gun over there on the table, right? No, <laughs> yeah, that was the, hey, do you want to go hang yourself from my closet? Yeah, might as well. Fuck. <laughs> that sounds more fun than fucking drinking milk. Oh my god. Okay, well this is a sports show. Let's get to it. <laughs>
0: is it a sports show anymore? I don't know. I we'll think see. it's a little
1: fun that it's not, but we I mean we we talk about sports a little bit. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's okay. I'm right a lot, you're right a little bit, and then we've got Oliver.
0: Yeah, it's okay. At some point maybe we'll uh at the beginning of the shows we'll uh we'll count the quote books from the the our entries from the quote book. Oh man. I don't know from if the I want week my, I don't know. <laughs> I say some outrageous That'd stuff, be fun. man. I don't know.
1: We could we could definitely bring it up on air. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Have to, we'll have to curate them a little bit, probably.
0: But like we said, it's a sports show, so and Kansas City sports specifically. Yeah. So we're gonna do the Arrowhead Chop Talk. Go over to Arrowhead real quick. Then we're gonna swing over to the Coffin Corner, mm. maybe to the K for the Coffin Corner. Like a little bit of baseball right. news we could talk about that isn't Royals related, but yeah, I here's the thing: is that I mean, Matt Quatraro had an interview with Six Ten today. Like that's yes the best thing that we can tell you. Well, oh yeah, I mean
1: we could talk about it later, but there's also a guy that they signed. Or a couple. Oh my god. Only one of them is of note, and
0: I can tell you why when we get to it. Okay. Well, and then we're gonna end it with America's favorite segment. Drop the ball. You all know it, you all love it. Yeah. It's something that didn't happen to me till college. It's drop the ball. Absolutely. (laughs) In that spirit. (laughs) Let's go. And Arrowhead Shop Talk. My God, Jackson has Patrick Mahomes absolutely locked up his second MVP award. Should be his third, but second MVP award. Um, yeah, he's, he's locked up. I, what do you think about Skip Bayless saying that, uh, if Patrick Mahomes was in the city of Philadelphia, he would absolutely fail. And Jalen Hurts would do wonders in Kansas city because he's a system because Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback,
1: dude, Skip Bayless is an idiot. We've talked about this on the show. He's a moron. Like he literally just, especially with recent in light of recent events, it's clear that this dude just says stuff to say stuff. We talked about it on the last episode, and I got, like, frustrated at him, like, angry at him, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, uh, it's just dumb. He's – I bet you could go back and find a clip of him at the beginning of the season talking about how Mahomes is going to – we're going to see the real Mahomes because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill in his offense anymore, and we've just got a mismatch cast of, of people just kind of hanging around. Um, oh, and how
0: did how did Patrick Mahomes fare without having the most dynamic receiver in all the NFL? Uh,
1: he broke the record for most all-purpose yards by a QB, yeah, <laughs> and threw for over five thousand yards and forty-five total touchdowns. Yep, um, that's a pretty fucking good season. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like you know, Tyreek had a great year too. He still had less Until- touchdowns than fucking half our offense, but you know, hey he had a He're, lot of yards. Yeah,
0: he was doing really well until the most accurate quarterback in all the NFL went down hurt. So
1: Yeah, also who also I'm pretty sure has about as many if not maybe a few more interceptions or turnovers than Patrick Mahomes. Yep, he does. Um now you could probably well, attribute okay. at least a few of that's those to his to his, just, to that's his me brain being a bitch, So leaking out of his nose, but <laughs> <laughs> respectfully, but
0: Yeah. And then they're gonna they're gonna cart him out there on Sunday against the Bills and be like, go ahead. Oh, nah, dude. It's, here comes Gregory Rousseau out of the out of dude, nowhere. Dude's gonna be a
1: fucking puppet. Like he's gonna be on yeah. strings. It's gonna be like Weekend at Bernie's. Like his <laughs> offensive linemen are just gonna be holding him up, and they're just gonna run every single fucking play. <laughs> Tyreek's like,
0: no, he's here. <laughs> he's here, guys. Look,
1: like the most accurate quarterback in the league. And the offensive linemen are just fucking. <laughs> it's actually him just Tyreek throwing the ball to
0: himself. <laughs> Honestly, they'd be better off that way. <laughs> throwing probably. it as far as he possibly can <laughs> and running after it, just sprinting. <laughs> That um, would be ridiculous. But yeah,
1: Mahomes has been fucking insane this year, and it's kind of crazy because to say because like it, frankly, I've said not just me, but I mean me specifically has said that um, the offense has looked a little pedestrian at times, you know. And not that like it hasn't been winning us games; we only lost three this season. But um, you know, we, there we talked about it last week. It seems that it seems like every now and then, this the the offense has looked almost like there was no sense of urgency. Now, I will say that they fixed that a little bit in the last game. The Raiders game, the offense was fantastic. The defense was fantastic. The special teams didn't mess up once. Um, I mean, it was probably the most all-around team win we've had of the season. Granted, it was against a backup quarterback and um, for a team that was already eliminated from the playoffs and a head coach that would be fired if his team had the money to fire him. Um, but all that being said, they did look pretty solid, and I think that um, – I don't have too many complaints about the offense anymore going into the postseason, especially because we have a bye next weekend, and there's nothing for me to really complain about. And they're getting Um, healthy. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, realistically, I think it'll be really, really good timing for us because we could have an entire week to work back in a healthy Nicole Hardman. Sky Um,
0: might be more hurt than they're letting on, too. Yeah,
1: I'm worried that Sky might not be that um, that big of a target in the postseason, and I think that's fine. I think... In my opinion, the two – I mean, this is going to sound blasphemous with Tyreek, or with Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster on our roster. I, the two guys that I'm looking at the most to be big playoff contributors are Kadarius Toney and um, Jared McKinnon. Those are the two guys. I think that McCole Hardman has a very solid chance at being one of those guys as well. Um, but if they want to win games, especially against the Bengals and or Bills, come down the road – I guess not and. Bengals or Bills come, like, come down the stretch – to the super bowl um one of those two guys is going to have to have a role consistently in all of their postseason games that really puts the chiefs offense on a different level than they were the first time they played either of those teams um i think that both of them have that opportunity the only reason i don't say mccall over Kadarius is just because he's injured and i don't even know if how many snaps he will be getting um,
0: maybe not in this game and honestly andy Reid might take it to his advantage to be like hey we're not gonna feature him as much. Right. Right. And then in the in like the championship game, if they win, of course, like if you're losing, bag of tricks out them. Oh freaking Yeah, if you're yeah. down by two touchdowns with ten yeah. minutes left, just yeah, fucking, put go, everything you know. In. But um but McColl is an interesting thing because I think actually Kadarius Tony being in the offense. Really unlocks McCole to be able to yeah. do what he's supposed to well, do. Well, because Kadarius can fit some of the same purposes, but he's not
1: as lethal. They're they're both they have the same purposes, but they're lethal at different for different reasons. By, and I'm purposes. also
0: by no means saying that Kadarius Tony is Tyreek Hill. That's not right. what's happening. Obviously, he's he not as just, fast. He's, he, fits, but he fits the billing as to what he what Tyreek did in the offense. He's a yards after catch machine. Yeah,
1: as simple as that. He can find open space and he can exploit defenders. And
0: you can make a very good case that Kadarius Toney is the best wide receiver on the team. I think the, ta- like the talent, talent level wise, the talent yeah. level
1: could be, and I think that that's a tough sell right now with Juju. But if Juju doesn't return, um, he could be. You could be looking at him being your wide receiver one next year in the offense.
0: It's 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 a very, it's a very interesting thing that Patrick Mahomes led the league in passing yards because if you look at all of his receivers, you're like, oh. Who the hell was he throwing to? Right. Well, like, not to it's mention Travis Kelsey. Yes. Right. All right. But like Juju didn't have a thousand. No. He was close, but he didn't have it. Marquez was, Marquez was not phenomenal, but he was always making a catch. Yeah. every when, game. well, when he when Mahomes needed him to make a catch, he was making a catch. Yeah. And if you can have that that sort of familiarity throughout the offense and not and not have that big star, I think that is. Almost better because then you're like, cool. We don't have to spend a bunch of money on receivers, right? And then defenses go,
1: who the fuck are we guarding? Because yeah, exactly. who's gonna have the, who's gonna have the big game? In my opinion, another aspect of of Mahomes' season this year, especially with all of the like, island of I don't want to say island of misfit toys because we've got D'Jus Misuister, a former first round pick, and Kadarius Tony, a former second round pick, and Macaul Hardman. You know, like. Island Misfit Toys, all of these guys were were and or are very well respected for their talent. Um, that being said, um, you know, you look at, like, okay, who was he throwing to? None of those guys had, like, a 1,000-yard season, blah, blah, blah. Not, I mean, you forgot to mention the fact that three of his top four targets were injured for at least two games at some point this season. Juju was out for two games at some point. Kadarius Tony was out for two games at some point. McCall Harmon's been out for five weeks. Juju and Kadarius, I'm pretty sure we're out for more. But what I'm my point is that he went for two weeks at a time without having his full wide receiver core.
0: I think McCole's been out for way.
1: It's been more than five. I'm just guesstimating off the top of my head. Point being though, is teams opposing teams might be seeing in an MVP Patrick Mahomes with his entire healthy receiving core for the first time this, this entire season in the playoffs. That's huge going forward. And we can't really preview it too much until we know what defenses they'd be going against, yeah. right? Yeah. Um because I mean, especially this year, a lot of the AFC defenses have very different weaknesses. Yeah. Um there's teams that we could that we could end up facing that we will run down their throats. There's teams that we'll be facing where it would be absolutely necessary that we can get Mahomes to 400 passing yards and five touchdowns, you know, like it's 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 a very diverse field this year in the AFC, and part of that part of that is because it's significantly the better conference out of the two this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, we saw in the Raiders game that that it doesn't take um, it doesn't take 400 yards and three touchdowns from Mahomes to have 30 to score 31 mm-hmm. points. Um, Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco could be the best running back duo in the playoffs.
0: At least uh, from, if they a, really, if they really from a production standpoint. Right, right. I mean, because who are you going to guard, man? Like, if right. if if that's what it's coming down to, I think. I think people are like, okay, cool, we'll guard these guys. And Pat's like, okay, well, if you're going to guard them, I guess I'm just going to throw it to Derek McKinnon, and then he's just going to catch it for a touchdown. Like, that's, that's what the entire offense has been like. They're like, okay, cool, if you're not going to do this, we're gonna. It's been annoying, like f- watching from a different perspective. I bet you it's so annoying. Right. And I saw some pa- somebody today. I can't remember who it was. It was the old guy that used to be on uh, Speak for Yourself on FS1, Jason Whitlock. He had this guest on his show, and he's like, "What do you want to? What else do you want to say, guest?" And the guest, who I don't know who he is, said that Patrick Mahomes like fifteen of his. 41 touchdown passes are inside the one to three yard line. And then like his, and then like it gets, it's more from like the five to five to seven. And then he's like, he's got none more than like 40 yards. And it's like, are we judging people off of, we can't. Well, in
1: two years ago, we were saying that he could only make explosive plays and he couldn't manage the game and, and check down when he needed to. So basically if a team covered over the top, he was cooked, you know, so now that he's doing just that and only has like one reception of over 50 yards on the season, everybody's – he's cooked. He can't do it anymore. He doesn't have explosive play power anymore. Not to mention that he's playing with one wide receiver in his offense that's played with him before, in a season before this year. Yeah. Um, And an entirely fresh secondary as his defense. So he's being forced to play with a lot more – Concern for what could happen if that ball gets into the other team's hands. Yeah, and um,
0: there are at times it, it this just comes with having a young secondary, right? Which you have to deal with the ebbs and flows. But he he has had to deal with, cool. We got to fucking go score because this young secondary just got cooked by Josh Allen, right? And Pat is always up to the test. I'm not saying that he's not, but I I think it's dumb that you you judge a person or you judge this player for. Well, he's not doing it well enough. It's some. It's kind of like how the Chiefs were beating people, but they're like, oh, they're not beating them by twenty, though. Right. It's like what the hell? And then, and then you're like, oh, well, who was the last team that the Chiefs the Chiefs beat by more than twenty? I'm like, oh, just the team that everybody says is the best team in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess before the this best week. defense in the league. You know.
1: Yeah. It's it's just I don't know I I try not to like look into that stuff a little bit too much because it's just like. It's clear that there are just so many expectations and this always happens with like players that are really good. I mean people as much as I like to say people do the same thing with Brady. I do the same thing with Brady and Brady has earned the right to call himself the best quarterback to play football to this point, you know. Yeah. Um, I, th- I I wouldn't th- say that if Oliver was in the room because Oliver would I mean, he just hates Tom Brady. I don't think he disagrees. He just hates Tom Brady and I respect him too much to do that in front of him, you know. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like it's, you know, it's um it's just something we're going to get used to, I think. As long as Andy Reid is our head coach and Patrick Mahomes is our is our quarterback and Brett Veach is still loading up the room for Patrick Mahomes every time it gets a little bit empty. Yeah. Um we're going to have to deal with the the <sighs> Mahomes gets lucky calls, or he's only good because of his wide his tools, and vice versa, his tools are only good because of him, and he doesn't get the calls because it's just
0: it's it's annoying, and it's it's. We'll have to, to get used to it as fans.
1: Um, but frankly, I would I would exchange any amount of Super Bowls and the success we've had over the last four years uh, for being the quote unquote most hated team in the league. <laughs> yeah. That's because at the end of the day, what somebody says on Twitter about the Chiefs does not fucking matter to me. It might annoy me and it might be something that I talk about on here or with people, like my friends and stuff like that, but like it's not going to get me angry, you know? Like I don't care what fucking Raider Cody has to say about the
0: Chiefs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh um, uh, man, Ra- Raider Cody, he, oh man. And my favorite part this week with, with, with on Twitter was, Everybody's saying, "Oh, Chiefs are so disrespectful for running that way yeah, around the, the Denver rosy Broncos' play. offensive lineman." Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, y'all were supposed to be good, and then we ha- we had the shit bagged up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, and going into this week, we're like, "Yeah, we don't really have to try." So let's let's do this. We were up by 20, 21 and a half.
1: Right, and we did, we ran that play before we were up too. Like, it's like, okay.
0: Like, you can't get...
1: How can you get that mad at a, at, a, at a play call when you're up by one touchdown? That play call absolutely could have fucked you over and turned the chain, the ties of the game. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, yeah, that was the Chiefs, like, running up the score and knowing they were better than the Raiders. It's like, no, that was the Chiefs making a fucking play call because they thought it could score my touchdown. Mm-hmm. Did they make that play call maybe because the Raiders' defense sucks dick? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's not their fault that that dumbass fucking play... Could have and would have and should have scored on the Raiders if it wasn't for a
0: phantom holding call on Creed Humphrey. <laughs> Yo, that wasn't holding Creed Humphrey; just my big dog fave- his ass. <laughs> not even that. My favorite thing is if you watch the side angle, you see that nothing happens, and right when Kadarius Tony runs by the referee, he like looks and fucking throws a flag. Yeah, and it's like, mm. like I'm sorry that Creed okay. Humphrey made someone look like a fucking
1: child <laughs> on t- on the field. Like that was not a hold; he just fucking
0: annihilated him. I like. Know that- my God, that that interior of the of the offensive line for the Chiefs is oh, and they're all young, dude. Like we well, could lose young, or, young, or we have them locked up and they're our in their prime. yeah, our worst, like our Tunney.
1: worst offensive lineman is an All Pro this year, <laughs> and he probably won't get re-signed next year for us. You know, like 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 it kind of sucks the idea of losing Orlando Brown Pro sucks. Bowler, Pro Bowler, right? Pro Bowler, not All Pro, but the the idea of losing Orlando Brown sucks. I don't love it, but at How the same the time, fuck, did he get a Pro Bowl dump? in the same I just don't in the same sentence? That, sorry. I have to mention that, like, he hasn't been that good for us. He looks like a very replaceable guy, I have and I don't sa- want to replace him. Yeah, but
0: we could replace him for cheap, from what we've seen this season. I told you, like, use it as leverage. I right. have fucking said this forever. I right. think I've even brought it up on the show. I said you, you need to tag Orlando Brown again. And then trade him and get a first round pick, right? Because what are you going to say? You're going to say he's a Pro Bowler and he's a four time he's he's been a Pro Bowler the last two years he's been here. Yeah, he to just which started you would in the probably, most prolific offense in the league, and that's something you can't argue, right. even if it's not warranted. Yeah, Brett Veach is like he's went to the Pro Bowl the past two years and he plays left tackle. Well, and the, the talent ceiling. Here's the thing: I don't think and he's somebody's a bad guard. Be, I don't think he, I think he's
1: having a bad season. I don't think he's a bad guy. He's not a bad player. Yeah, you know? he's not bad, but I think you can do better. Right, the talent ceiling is still there that a team will give up a first round pick for him. Especially because of just because of how much the offensive line is valued right now with everybody having their franchise quarterbacks locked up for the next 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's kind of like I don't know, it's it's there is a chance for him to really give the Chiefs a solid standing in the 2024 draft. Like we could have two first round picks coming off of a year where we are 23 we'll p- draft i was saying if we franchise well i guess we, we, we could franchise- well it would yeah it would be for this i was draft. thinking i was thinking we could trade him for 24 but it's possible we trade him for it if we go to the playoffs this year and have two first round picks holy fuck that first round pick could be the, the, the second one they could be the last two in the draft but, but that which- immediately allows us to draft a first round we could use that to draft a first round talent wide receiver if we wanted to just because we could yeah because we could, we could afford it at that point. You yeah, know?
0: like imagine if it would probably be somebody who's pretty like in contention. So like, um, I can't think of anybody off the off if, the, if the top of my head. But from like, TCU falls down. That's what I was gonna say. Like, fuck, what I was no. gonna say, what I was saying about Orlando Brown is trading. I want to get to that because that's also what I, what, I was, yeah. what I was gonna say. Orlando Brown, you're probably only gonna get like what seventeen to twenty five a range for him, if that for if, like. Which overall pick in the draft you're getting? Yeah, you're not going to get top 15. But you could trade that pick or trade the 32nd pick. 32nd? I need to shut up. We haven't done anything yet. Trade your original pick. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I just jinxed us live on Drop the Ball. If we we lose in the Super Bowl to the Eagles, it's your fucking fault, man. I know. And Um, I say Eagles
1: because the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl.
0: uh, I know
1: you have your whole little Tom Brady conspiracy theory, but... That oh, that I don't man's think that break t- his fucking pelvis getting tackled or something like that. He's getting his life alert to get off the field. I never said that the
0: Eagles were bad. I just think that you look at, right? You can put off all the numbers you want in the regular season. Right. When you get to the playoffs, dude, it's a completely different story. I know. I know. I just I don't know. It's the same reason as to why the everybody who's like, the Bills, man, they're going to beat the Chiefs. I'm like, they beat us in the regular season twice. I don't give yeah. a fuck. beat they us when it didn't matter, and we still got the first
1: round. I mean, and, great, and they had other seasons. And I'm the first one but.
0: to tell you. I'm, I will be the first one to tell you. If the Bills beat us in the postseason this year, I'll be like, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. You finally did the it. The Bills are a great team. Here's
1: the thing. You want to know my hot take? I don't yeah. think the Bills are going to be willing to beat us. I think the Bengals are a better team. I th-
0: if respectfully? They play, if they respectfully, play. I mean, I th- like,
1: with all respect to DeMar, I mean, that whole situation was just <laughs> awful. You know, I'm so glad that he's healthy. Yeah. I w- I had the Bengals pick to beat them in that game. I did too. And they didn't play that much of that game, but they looked really solid on that first drive. The Bengals did. Joe um,
0: Joshaiesty is, is he, Joe, um the the Bengals are really good. They're really good. They're I'm a-
1: more scared of them than I'm the Bills.
0: I I agree. A lot of people don't agree
1: with me on that. I'm glad you do, but like I am significantly more scared. The Bills the Bills are on the down, you know, like they're playing for something now, which is kind of scary, but like they they lost one of their big like QB pressure threats with Von Miller, right? Mm-hmm. And they had him when they played us and only beat us by 3 points, remember? Fun fact. We weren't healthy and didn't have I think we we had Juju for that at that point still. Yeah, we did. But our defense was was just It was the first game for fucking obliterated.
0: Yeah. Um it was not not good for the rookie corners which is just right Jalen watson right and and even then their game wasn't Joshua that Williams. bad
1: you know it wasn't that terrible Twenty four points to giving up 24 points to the bills is not exactly not you should have scored more at, you know? but that's okay it's right. something
0: that hopefully they'll learn from and they will if they beat if they play them in the playoffs they will beat them but we'll literally just have to see i have no idea what's going to happen with this right. but it's i i t- I posted something on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Hey, I'm so okay with the AFC just like hashing this shit out and letting the Chiefs." Right. I
1: love the fact that we have
0: a first round bye. Like, I this. just want to sit you there, know? watch
1: all of these really good teams beat the shit out of each other for 60 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of chill.
0: Because Jackson and I were talking about this before the show. Uh, I guess we were talking about Terrace, Terrace Marshall. What am I saying? Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Uh, from TCU, but I guess we'll side table that for the moment in time, but. The AFC playoff picture is all finished, which is the Chiefs are the 1, the Bills are the 2, the ba- Bengals are the 3, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the 4, the Los Angeles Chargers are 5. The Who do the Bengals and Bills play? respectively the uh, Ravens are six and the Dolphins are seven which okay, means the Dolphins so and the Bills play and the Ravens and the Bengals so play.
1: I mean like even if they don't have two uh, I don't love it but the Dolphins have <coughs> beat the Bills before yeah and um, one of the
0: one of the most dangerous things and why we li- we're okay with letting the AFC hash it out is you look at the pl- at the quarterbacks in the AFC Patrick Mahomes is the oldest one Right. Oldest one. Right. And it is all the young budding stars that are in the AFC. I don't know if you're aware, but it is Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson (laughs) and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Literally, those are the tops. Those are the guys. The
1: worst quarterback in the entire AFC side is Tua Tungavailoa. Who
0: led the league in passer... Who and who was leading the league in passer rating
1: until he got hurt. And honestly, I don't know if I'd call him the worst if his brain was solid still. Yeah. You know, like, genuinely. Like, like I think honestly, I think, like, statistically, Herbert would probably be worse. I don't think he's a worse quarterback, but I think statistically he'd be worse this season. Yeah. If Tua stayed healthy and started every single game. I also think the Dolphins wouldn't be the bottom seed if he was healthy and started every, every game. Yeah. But that's a different story. Um, yeah, I, I, I am more than happy with Patrick Mahomes, not having to face any of those guys, uh, until they've all played their, their first game,
0: which means that we're not going to play Josh Allen or we're either going to play if we beat, um, if we beat whoever we play right in the divisional round, if you go to the AFC championship game, you're only going to have to deal with either the Bengals or the bills. Only one. And that's why... And that is... Even if it is the Bengals, which Jackson and I just said, we're, we would not want to see... Even if it is the Bengals, I would be like, it's one game. The Chiefs have a lot of experience. We'll just have to see. It's. I mean, it, it would be really, really close. We also... I think another aspect, not just
1: the fact that they'll have had played one more game and we only have to play one of them, we'll have had one game where those two teams both bring out their A game to beat each other. Yeah. We will see their best playbook. We will see them lean on their best players. We will see what they are using to be successful, either as a running offense, passing offense, or defense. You know, like, we'll know Yeah. when they play each other. We will have a whole playbook to see what it looks like when they are trying to beat, quote-unquote, the best team on their side of the NFL, mm-hmm. and that's because there are three teams that are the best team in the AFC this year. I genuinely mean that. I don't think you can get the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs, even though the Chiefs lost to both of them, and and say that one of them is better than the other. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. It's just it is impossible,
0: and it's solely because of the way that like Patrick Mahomes has either beaten these teams or just the way, and in the case of the Bengals, because Patrick Mahomes has not beaten them. Um. He beat them before. They he beat had them before Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow, but Joe Burrow was a completely different animal, yeah, a completely yeah. different monster. But it's still one game, and I think more than anything, that's what you have to lean on. And he is the MVP. Like Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Who knows what's going to happen in those games? It's a whole different atmosphere when it's the playoffs, and I bet you Patrick. Even if it is the Bengals in the championship game, if the Chiefs make it to that, if you have to play the Bengals. Pat's gonna think about the the worst half of football he's ever played in his life, which was in the AFC championship game right. last season.
1: Right. I I I don't want it to have to come down to this, but if I'm picking any player to win any given game under any given circumstances, it's Mahomes. And if I'm picking anybody above him, it's Mahomes pissed off.
0: Yeah. La, LeVon? Yeah, LeVon Mahomes. Yo, know, I it's, love Levon. It's as simple as like, comes like, out. it's as
1: simple as that. Like could we lose that game? Absolutely, but I, do I think it's just as likely that we win that game by two h- touchdowns? Yes. When you have Patrick Mahomes on your team in the playoffs and Andy Reid as your coach, you have just as good of a chance to lose the game as you do win it by two touchdowns, regardless of who you're playing. And it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, and you saw it in the 2019 playoffs. I'm not saying go down by 24. That's not what right. I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but you saw it in you saw it in those playoffs when when Pat when there is adversity, Pat steps up most of the time. And more times than not, rather, um, most of the time doesn't. That sounds like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, but I think we need to. We were looking back at. Uh, we were looking back at the, at the game last week, and oh, this just popped up, and I do want to think about it. Hey, um, DeAndre Hopkins. It was reported today that the, that the Cardinals were looking to trade him. Oh really? Yeah, man. I don't want him. You don't want him? I think we'd have be, to overpay out of our ass. I mean, it would be a trade. He's got, he's yeah, got, he's got a lot of money left on. Yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, what's his contract? Like seventeen a year.
1: I mean, that's not bad. That's what? significantly better than what we'd be paying Tyreek Hill, and they're on the same level of wide receiver. But yeah, I genuinely think we could get Juju for the same amount or a little bit less.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll see where that goes. But let's look back at what we said at the beginning of the week for our bold predictions. Let's look back at this at this game and then – or at the Raiders game real quick. And then we'll talk about some uh, fancy things to end the season, what we'll look forward to, and go from there. Right, right, right. So, so uh, good old Jackson said that – what? Jackson said that Jared said he would have three turnovers, which oh, he only so had close. two. I was so close.
1: And both of them were, were like, close. in the first fucking – 25 minutes of the game.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I said that uh, Devontae Adams would have 125 yards and a touchdown. That did not happen. I said that Katerius Tony would have two touchdowns, which if you count the fancy one.
1: Yeah, but the other one was the one he scored because they didn't get the fancy one. I understand. (laughs) I understand, but Technically, I'll give you two, even though they were also technically on the same down (laughs) of the exact same play.
0: Well, Oliver was completely wrong. He said that both teams would score at least 24 points, but the Chiefs would win. And then a McKinnon touchdown, I guess he got that right. Yeah, and two but touchdowns. Fuck, that's, for like, Adams,
1: that's like so. me saying I'm not getting late in the next two weeks, you know? Like, like you know, <laughs> it's it's just a given,
0: right? A McKinnon touchdown? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I guess. Oh,
1: also one thing I want to mention about McKinnon. I meant to say this earlier. Um and I wanna say this because it sounds like an overstatement, it's not. Dude is playing since the bye week. He has been the best all purpose running back of all time.
0: Most touchdowns, for sure.
1: Simple as that. We have not seen a running back play the position, quote-unquote position, of all-purpose back better than him in the history of the game. And I say that full well knowing that I went to the same high school, college, um, and come from the same town as Darren fucking Sproles. Knowing full well well, that some of Darren Sproles' prime was underneath the head coach of the current Chiefs football team. Um yeah, I Jerry McKinnon has been another level uh in as an all purpose back this see the the, this, the last half of the season. And I just wanna I wanna put that out there. Because and that's that I mean that's why I think that he he is possibly the most important player to us outside of Patrick Mahomes himself. Um uh, Travis Kelsey in the postseason. is I don't think you but here's the thing, I don't think you need Travis Kelsey to have um have a touchdown and 75 yards to win a postseason game, I think you need Jarrett McKinnon. Sorry, not a postseason. I'll say Super Bowl. I think Kelsey could have a quiet game by his standards. Okay. And win a Super Bowl. Jarrett McKinnon cannot have a quiet game by his standards and have a Super Bowl. Okay. If that makes sense. Now, that means that Travis Kelsey has to do more because his standards are significantly higher (laughs) over his career than Jarrett McKinnon's. But that's just my take.
0: No, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit in, about the the matchups this week. Is there a matchup that you're looking forward to the most for the um, playoff picture? It can be NFC I mean, or AFC. I'm,
1: I say I'm really looking forward to the AFC. Um, if I had to pick an NFC one, I'd probably pick just the Seahawks because Geno and they snuck in. They only snuck in there because blah blah blah, which means that I have to root for them. I love an
0: underdog. Because right? the Lions, because the Lions beat the Pack. Put the Lions in, man. Fuck it. Uh, I would have put the Lions in. Yeah anyways lions, um, lions lions look pretty good for next year i will say oh yeah oh yeah
1: um which is the first time you think you could probably ever say that in the history of their franchise but
0: um at least since since megatron and stafford for sure yeah
1: i think nfc i'm looking forward to the seahawks playing the eagles um afc uh, you know i this might sound dumb but i am very interested to see what the jaguars can do
0: yeah I think um, that is the most compelling matchup of the entire weekend next to uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Because yeah. I think that Dallas is going to get fucking blown. But, but uh, I mean, like just thinking just out loud, opinion. I think if I
1: have to pick up the most compelling game, it's got to include either the Bills or the Bengals. Um, and yeah, but
0: Herbert versus
1: Lawrence is... That's, yeah. No, <sighs> no yeah. I think, yeah. I think that... That's the most competitive game possible game on the slate, especially
0: I, since the Jags beat them forty one to fourteen in the right, regular season. Right.
1: Right. I don't. I don't want to sit here and say that the Buck that I mean Brady Brady versus Dak isn't a compelling game and it's not going to be like competitive. But history between those two teams playing each other shows that Dak Prescott cannot fucking beat the Bucks, and that Tom Brady is a significantly smarter quarterback than Dak Prescott, and that the ownership and GM and front office of the Cowboys sucks dick. I hate Jerry Jones. He can fucking die. Dude looks like fucking Emperor Palpatine. Anyways, kind of. yeah, he does. Anyways, little little personal rant there. Uh, yeah, I think the most competitive game and most fun game to watch will be uh Jaguars versus Chargers. Yeah. That game looks very very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I just think that uh I think that Brandon Staley is going to get fired this weekend. I think that's what's going to happen. I Which think is the- crazy because, like,
1: he's done a lot of things right. He just cannot fucking manage the game when he gets close. He can make the game close, but he cannot fucking close the deal. He has made me sweat more than any other coach in the
0: entire fucking Yeah, the Chargers, NFL. The Chargers are really the one team. They, and I do not want to play them. Oh, my God. If they had to come in next, next week. In I mean, town- I'd rather play
1: them than... Bills or the Chargers, but
0: well, if we don't play them, it would probably be well. We won't play them in week. Uh, nah, in the, I think we'll be, we'll be
1: playing the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson in, in the first week of the playoffs. That would be for crazy. us crazy. You'd have to beat the Bills, man. It'd be hard to it be hard to root for against them too. You know, I love an underdog, and it's a case. If Skylar
0: goes out there and beats Josh Allen, I will seriously. <clears throat> I will. What's something I can do? Not not. nickel nips because that we tried that that didn't work (laughs) well that's just okay
1: (coughs) but that's nickel nips is so like obscene you know okay that's
0: fine anyway but what what can i do if what if um if that happens on sunday
1: this week um give me a kiss i don't know Uh, every time guys fun little (coughs) fact every time i say that and we're at a sporting event something happens I, I can't tell you the amount of times that we've been at a Royals game and I've leaned over to Madden like, if Mondesi hits a home run here, you have to give me a kiss. And Mondesi would like turn around and hit a home run. Yeah, that did happen It's once. happened like three times, which isn't like a lot, but it's significantly more than it should have. So
0: what you're saying is I owe you. That's what you're you saying. You owe me three kisses, big dog. <laughs> okay. Maybe it'll come through. Maybe I'll come <laughs> through if that happens. I don't think it'll happen. But uh, that is my God. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're done. What we're done talking NFL. I, we don't have a Chiefs game to preview, so yeah, I think we don't. we've talked
1: enough. We've we've we brought up the Chiefs. Nick we Bolton had up. a great.
0: Nick Bolton had a good season. I think, yes, his pass coverage metrics are not that great, but he's not that. He needs to be right. better. I'm not saying he he, but he did he did pass the regular season record set by Jarrett, that's Derek. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, and like at a different level,
1: at a different level, that's almost like if someone broke the like in a MLB home run record but also broke, like, the strikeout record. And everybody was like, well, the home runs don't count. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, they fucking count. Like, yeah, he struck out way too much, and that sucks. But, like, he also... Like, you know, like, it, it, it's like, yeah, his pass protection sucks, but that's when he was there. He also tackled an ungodly amount of fucking people. Yeah. Dude is a magnet to the ball. It's crazy. And
0: I challenge you, replace him with somebody else and and see if that defense is any better. He's a top three linebacker in the league. Simple as that. Damn. Okay. Pass
1: coverage sucks, but... You look at his sacks, you look at his picks, you look at his He
0: looks like Demario Davis. Like the Demario Davis type, like with the Saints. Oh and yeah. The Jets yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. But he he really does look like a Demario Davis type and he yeah. looks he looks I, really, really. I awesome. think
1: I think, I mean, you can look at the pass metrics all you want, but the fact of the matter is that there are linebackers whose entire job is to be a is to be a guy that rushes the passer. And they're still considered some of the best linebackers in the league. So why can't a linebacker whose entire job is to stop the ball carrier, regardless of if it's a wide receiver, running back, or quarterback, not yeah. be considered in that same light? You know? Yeah. Simple as that. And then while you have Willie Gay, you don't need him to be a pass uh, a pass coverage guy.
0: Yeah, because Willie's great. If you if you haven't seen that video of of Willie Gay and Nick Bolton counting down the this, the tackles till he breaks the record, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen that, but I look. saw it on Twitter. I haven't watched. It, it looks really but. cool. Um. Anyway. That's really, we're gonna forget something. I mean, Travis Kelsey yeah. having his eighth straight thousand-yard season, cementing himself as, I'll say it, I don't care, the best tight end to ever play the game. I think oh, no, that he is.
1: we there's no reason to dance around the bush. Be around the bush at this point. Like we're a Chiefs podcast. We're Chiefs fans. We've watched it from the beginning. I, I, you can make some cases maybe, but they don't really hold up unless you really wanted to get nitpicky. He's, he has absolutely changed what it means to be. Um, He's absolutely changed what it means to be a tight end. He hasn't blocked well enough. He hasn't needed to. He hasn't been asked to. He does not get put in positions too because he's such a good pass catcher that they want him out there as a pass catcher and a blocker.
0: Simple as that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Whew. Yeah, I, I think he, I agree with you. I agree with you. I I think he's the best tight end to ever play. So, Travis Kelsey had a great season. We ta- already talked about Juju. But lot to look forward to of course jobs not finished they got to finish it up they need to I mean they've been talking the whole year that it's Super Bowl or bust and I feel like that's the that's the precedent while Patrick Mahomes is here and while he's in his prime so I agree I mean I expect them to win against anybody they play because they should be the favorites because they are the best team in the NFL right that's that's how it goes argue with a wall cool um we will be back With the Kauffman Corner and America's Favorite Segment, right after this. Before we get into the next section, we would like to thank our sponsors, the List Show Sell KC Group with Keller Williams Key Partners. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, they serve clients with superior customer service and integrity, while going the extra mile to make your transaction the best it can be. Find them on Facebook by searching List Show Sell KC. Slide into home with the List Show Cell KC group. It's what they do. Be sure to find us on all our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DropTheBallPC. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page, both at DropTheBallPodcast. And we are back with the Kaufman Corner. What are we going to talk about this week? Uh, the, the Royals signed Nick Whitgren and a bunch of crappy minor leaguers that no one really cared about. So, I guess that's okay. Meanwhile, the good old Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, man, coming back in for Carlos. Well, <laughs> let's see. I, I Since we don't have anything to talk about with the Royals, I, I, I do want to throw this question out to you, which is, it's been so damn long. Do you think Zach Greinke's even coming back? At this point, no. I think,
1: as dumb as it sounds, he's going to get money somewhere because of the pitching market. <laughs> And I'd love for him to be willing to take less because realistically he's probably worth a little bit less than what he's going to get. And he wants to play here or something like that. But like Zach Grinke a savvy enough guy that he's going to want his money. You know, like, like he's shown that he doesn't care as much about where he's playing as long as he's getting paid and he can be successful. Right. Um, Which I don't, there's no, there's no faulting him for that. Right. I just think that um, if he was going to return to the Royals, he would have done it already. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, honestly, it's just as likely that he retires.
0: Yeah, um, I can see that happening. I'd like For to think
1: that he probably would have announced it by now, or he would have had like his whole like going away party last year if he was going to retire. Seems like a guy that would think that out ahead it, of time. He also,
0: <clears throat> he also might, he might not have signed yet because he might be putting that together and being right. like, "Cool, this is going to be the last season that I ever play," because that's. I don't know, though. Zach doesn't really seem like the person to be like, yeah, I want to be paraded around. No, but I do think that he'd
1: probably still like to like, – I think he'd like to be on his terms, you know? Um, So, like, even if it's not, like, for the whole, like, retirement tour, I think he'd still want to, like, go out knowing that he's going out with everybody else knowing that he's going out, you know? I don't know. It's so
0: quiet yeah. that
1: it's – I mean, it could be so many different – it could be that there's just no interest to so the Royals. don't feel like there's any reason to push for it yet. You know, like they both know that they're going to stick together, but no one's really going after him. So the Royals know that they can save that. Like he's not their main priority, right? Yeah. It could be that Zach Green doesn't want to come back. Um, it could be that there is just no. Um, there's just no mutual interest. It could be that he's already linked with another team, so the Royals haven't been talking to him. You know, it. There's so many. There's so many possibilities. Uh, but I all arrows with us picking up two other pitchers to this point point towards him not coming back. It stinks. I like to see him come back. Um, it's still possible, but it's so, so quiet that there's just no reason to speculate, really.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like we can't really talk about anything else. They haven't done anything. Um, they picked up new Ryan O'Hearn. I'm not kidding. Say it.
1: Um, I can't even remember his name. That's how fucking bad this guy is. He's a lefty who, in short stance with the, in, in limited playing time with the Padres and the Dodgers, hit two. Oh, you're talking about with, Matt Beatty? Yeah. Fuck Matt Beatty. He's literally their new Rhino Hearn. He's gonna
0: be like Kevin Kuzmanoff. He's gonna come here for two seconds, and he's going to, he's gonna win a job in spring training. Be catastrophically terrible. He's not gonna And win they'll cut him. Well, a bench job. Oh. Like, I think he'll make the roster. I know yeah, and he'll continue to take away at-bats. He'll,
1: he'll hit for more pa- more average, vaguely, than Rhino Hearn, uh, well, which isn't a high ceiling. I was just going to say. But, I mean, he played for two contenders, hit 240
0: for two contenders, whatever okay. that's worth. I, mean. I I don't believe that. I, I think that they are completely in the stage of we have no fucking idea what's going to happen, so let's just throw them out there and see what happens. So, with that, we're going to move on to America's favorite segment, <laughs> drop <Yeah>. the ball, <laughs> because... they don't know what they're doing the franchise how the hell are we supposed to (laughs) so (laughs) America's favorite segment drop the ball I'll go first um I mean I I really wanted to bring up that the two saints intercept the saints interception leaders from this year I really wanted to bring that up because it's tired Matthew and Daniel Daniel Sorensen who my god wow that those two names sound crazy familiar but I'm not going to do that because I like Colden and I don't want to make fun of his team. All right, Pete Colden.
1: He's not dead. He just is a Saints fan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They'll uh, always have the win against the Colts, man. 2008 was out that year?
0: 2010, yeah. 2010. Um, but I have decided to pick our very own. Not our very own. He doesn't work for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a He's a journalist just like we are. Yeah, a huge journalist. Good old Adam Schefter, who is so so good with the news, he's so so great, and we love him. But my God, um, if you're familiar with the Damar Hamlin story, of course it happened a week ago, a week ago on Monday, and so we'll see how. The, yeah, that happened. Well, four days ago, good old Adam Schefter came out with a tweet and was like. Just letting everybody know, Bill's placed DeMar Hamlin on IR. Injured reserve. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Way to rub it in, bitch. <laughs> He's not playing this week. That's what that's that's what that told me. Yeah. And what, like without what? making
1: too much light of it, dude's heart literally stopped on the field <laughs> for <laughs> like three minutes. It's like, yeah. I'm no one's surprised, man. You didn't have to say it out loud. We all knew. <laughs> He's headed out. He's IR. reporting the news. Like you can't, like you know. you yeah, can't. We get that can't out of him. But it's like it's like read the room, man. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, like like you,
1: that one's probably left unsaid.
0: I you think know? the best. I think I think the only way it could have been better is if he was like, Damar Hamlin, who who tragically collapsed on the field, was placed on IR by the right. Well, there. and that's the
1: thing is like it wasn't even like like realistically and respectfully. That's not something he would even tweet out if it wasn't because of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know? So, it's like, why are you tweeting about something like that without mentioning the circumstances and, like, being super, like, super, like, straight to the point about it, matter of fact about it, you know? Like, I don't know. It's it's, it's whatever. He was reporting the news. That's his job. It's just, like... Read the room, yo.
0: Yeah. (laughs) dude. Yeah, What the hell? Okay, so, Jackson, I'm going to throw it over to you.
1: So, um, back to baseball, you know, there's been a lot of free agent, DFA-ing, trading stuff. Um, not with the Royals, but with other people. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. Oh, but this, might one, this one might actually include the Royals, though, so that's good. Well, I guess not anymore, but...
1: Um, but, yeah, uh, so the Orioles, the, the, the Royals, I guess we should start where the story begins, DFA'd our beloved Ryan O'Hearn. After signing him to a fucking contract, I don't know. Um, he then in turn got uh, got picked up by the Orioles for cash considerations. Honestly, not a bad pickup for them. I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like really
1: I, I. I honestly, I don't have any beef with Rhino O'Hearn. I think he's an all right bench bat for what you want, especially and especially watch, with yeah. the shift being banned. You know, like it's there's enough reason to pick him up if all it's going to cost you is cash considerations
0: and cash considerations. He's gonna be a dog this year. Too. He's a dog
1: this year. He's a great player. He's got a great mitt. The bat, the bat needs some work. But like, he's he's gonna be an asset, you know. But um, worth giving up for a guy like Ryan O'Hearn, whose ceiling is probably just astronomical. Even though we've seen nothing close to that sort. Um, yeah. Now, about three days after they do that, the Orioles <laughs> DFA Ryan O'Hearn <laughs> for one
0: day after after. Acquiring. Yeah, him
1: for Lewin Davis. Let's do a little uh, historical deep dive into Lewin Davis while we're at it. On December 2nd, the Orioles claimed Lewin Davis off of waivers. On December 21st, the Orioles DFA'd Lewin Davis. On December 23rd, the Orioles traded Lewin Davis to the Braves. On January 3rd, the Orioles acquired Ryan O'Hearn from the Royals. And uh, on January 5th, the Orioles claimed Lewin Davis off of waivers, and DFA'd Rhino Hearn. What the fuck? <laughs> like,
0: what are we doing over there? Did the Chief... Did the Royals? Were they like, can you please just like pay for this?
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like the Orioles just like willingly picked up that money? Yeah, they. And they were like, actually, we don't want that money anymore. And, and like, I feel kind of bad for Rhino Hearn. Like, like, this dude is like. For what it like, I mean, like he's not a great player, but I don't think he's bad enough for teams to be going. Oh yeah, we'll pay a million dollars to not have him on our team. Fuck that guy, you know. I think he's worth a million dollars, all things considered, probably, to the right team, you know, for how little a million dollars is in modern baseball. Like
0: if I'm if I'm Colorado, I'm I'm the first call to Rhino O'Hearn. All he's got to do, all he's got
1: to do is put the ball in the air up there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then it, um, it'll just
0: fucking fly
1: out of the. Stadium. Honestly. For any other player in the entire league, in the entire system, in the history of baseball, they could have fucking went and picked up a, a, dead, a dead Lou Gehrig, and I would have maybe got it, you know? But for a guy that <laughs> less than a, literally less than a month ago, they DFA'd themselves, <laughs> or yeah. picked up and then DFA'd, um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't really quite get it. But, um, you know, Orioles, do your thing. I'm not getting paid to be a major league GM. Sometimes I think that I probably should be. Um, but, uh, yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know what the fuck's going on in their front office over there, but maybe Lewin Davis is primed to break out and they just figured it out over that like two week span that they didn't have him on their roster. Don't know what you have until yeah. it's gone, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we are ending today's episode and, My God, don't be like the Orioles. Don't be like Adam Schefter. Don't drop the ball. What else do we have to say? Until, oh, until next time. Until next
1: time. Don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball.
0: (laughs)